Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the Wednesday, March 1st reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today we will be reading the following main articles. Newmont Mining Corp. discusses community investment. Reclamation efforts in Cripple Creek. Victor. Written by Sonia Oliver. Participants, sponsors, being accepted for March 11th. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Woodland Park. Written by Pat Hill. Registration opens for Pikes Peak Marathon and Ascent. Written by Spencer McKee. CU Boulder students collecting feedback from residents of Cripple Creek on recreation as tourism attraction. Written by Pat Hill. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled Newmont Mining Corp. Discusses Community Investment Reclamation Efforts in Cripple Creek Victor. Written by Sonia Oliver. Newmont Mining Corp.'s latest informational community meetings included a February 15 briefing to Cripple Creek City Council and a February 23 meeting with Victor residents. Newmont conducts these quarterly presentations to ensure open communication with the public and provide insight into the company's current operations and future projections. According to its most recent newsletter, Newmont Gold Corp. is the world's leading gold mining company based on number of mining site properties and gold production. Caitlin Ragsdale, external relations supervisor, said one of the things the company learned from its recently concluded social impact assessment was the community's lack of awareness about the company's endowment fund. Endowment fund money is money that has been set aside and invested to help support the communities in which the mine operates and to assist those communities in the future once mining operations have ceased. Affected communities of the local mines are in Teller, El Paso, and Fremont counties. With a $30,000 annual outlay, the fund balance continues to grow while earning interest, Ragsdale said, adding that disbursement of the monies from the endowment fund is not anticipated for years to come. The social impact assessment conducted in August 2022 surveyed business owners, community members, local government, as well as Cripple Creek and Victor mine employees and contractors. The assessment was performed to provide an understanding of key social, economic, and environmental risks associated with Newmont's current and future mining activities and its inevitable closure. In order to mitigate these risks, the mine will continue to encourage and support local procurement opportunities and engage with stakeholders, particularly regarding mine close plans and environmental impacts. 
Newmont's External Relations Department will hold open house opportunities at the Cripple Creek Heritage Center and in Victor. Additional information, including open house dates and times, is available by calling External Relations Representative Andrea Connolly at 719-851-4188. That's 719-851-4188. Ragsdale also gave an update on the company's continuing efforts of engagement and involvement with the community. In addition to Newmont's annual donation of $30,000 to the endowment fund, the company makes the company matches legacy fund employee donations for community investment with nonprofit organizations. Through 2022, the Cripple Creek Victor Community Investment Committee received 80 requests for donations with 59 donations approved and a total of 484,618 dispersed to various interests and nonprofit organizations. Ragsdale highlighted community involvement efforts, including a painting project at Cripple Creek Victor School, a Woodland Park School backpack program, patronage of Victor Celebrates the Arts, support for the Victor Elks Club Christmas Basket Program, and sponsorship of the Christmas Community Meal held at the Aspen Mine Center, to name a few. Sustainability and External Relations Manager Katie Blake presented an update on the mine's reclamation efforts. While conducting active mining, Newmont performs reclamation efforts of lands affected by mining operations to pre-mining land use of wildlife habitat and livestock grazing. She said the company reclaimed 50 acres in 2020 and 16 acres in 2022. Looking forward, Newmont will continue its reclamation efforts while focusing on surrounding viewshed as well as monitoring and maintaining previously reclaimed areas to ensure performance goals are met. So really, that is the whole purpose of concurrent reclamation, to make sure that the plans we put in place, sorry, the plans we in place actually work when it comes to the time to close the site, Blake said. Blake was asked by the Cripple Creek Council if Newmont is still considering the possibility of underground exploration for gold ore. Not officially yet, she said. We did permit an underground portal at the bottom of our crescent pit. We weren't able to confirm enough high-grade opportunity of ore deposit to pursue that. I will never say never, though. Our next article is entitled Participants, Sponsors, being accepted for March 11 St. Patrick's Day Parade in Woodland Park, written by Pat Hill. Woodland Park, the fourth annual St. Patrick's Day Parade, begins at noon, March 11, on Henrietta Avenue at Memorial Park. A gift to the community by Mickey Richardson, a 40-year resident of Woodland Park, 
The parade features floats and grand marshals nominated by the community. This year's marshals are Mike and Mary McNally, active volunteers in the community. Richardson is a teacher in the Woodland Park School District and founder of the Mountain Air Dancers. The event includes the pub food crawl, when area restaurants, coffee shops, and bars offer special deals through the purchase of a stamp card. The discounts are good from March 11 to 19. The $5 stamp cards, cash only, will be for sale in front of the Ute Pass Cultural Center starting at 11 a.m. Proceeds from the crawl are donated to a nonprofit organization chosen by the parade grand marshals. Past recipients of the parade proceeds have been Daybreak, an adult day program, Base Camp Recovery Solutions, and Woodland Park Hockey Association. The parade will follow its traditional side street route from Memorial Park to Fairview Street with a turn at Baldwin Street and finishes at the corner of Baldwin and Panther Way. Traffic access will be closed through this area from 11.45 a.m. to the end of the parade. Last year's parade had more than 20 different groups with everything from animals and walking dancing groups to floats and classic vehicles. For more information, call Mickey Richardson at 719-210-4183. That's 719-210-4183. Parade participants and event sponsors are still being accepted. The next article is entitled, Registration Opens for Pikes Peak Marathon and Ascent, written by Spencer McKee. Registration has opened for two of Colorado's most famous foot races, the Pikes Peak Marathon and Ascent. Registration for the 2023 Garden to Peak Challenge races, which includes the Peak to Peak Marathon and Ascent, opened at 5 a.m. on March 1st. The first races of the Garden to Peak Challenge series will be those that take place at Garden of the Gods on June 11, including a 10-miler and a 10K on pavement, as well as a 10K trail run. Note that only the 10-miler counts for challenge comp competitors. Bar Trail Mountain Race will take place on July 16, and the Pikes Peak Ascent and Marathon will take place on September 16 and 17, respectively. According to officials, the Pikes Peak Ascent is set to be part of the Solomon-sponsored Golden Trail World Series again, following its inclusion last year. The Pikes Peak Ascent sends runners up 7,800 feet of vertical gain over 13.3 miles, with the marathon sending them up that route and then back down. The fastest time the ascent has been completed is 2 hours, 
1 minute and 6 seconds in 1993 by Matt Carpenter. Carpenter also set the record for the marathon in the same year with a time of 3 hours, 16 minutes, and 39 seconds. While the Pikes Peak Marathon and Ascent has traditionally taken place in August, the decision was made to host the race weekend in September last year in hopes of better weather conditions, as well as to relieve congestion during the peak season of tourism in Manitou Springs. Runners that compete in the Garden of the Gods 10-miler, the Bar Trail Mountain Race, and the Pikes Peak Ascent are automatically entered into the Garden to Peak Challenge. The Garden to Peak Challenge tests a wide range of running skills. The Garden of the Gods 10-miler is a fast race along hilly road. Bar Trail Mountain Race travels to Bar Camp before dropping back down the same path. It's worth noting that Bar Trail Mountain Race is on the same trail as the September Pikes Peak races, offering runners a crack at the trail in a race setting prior to the Pikes Peak Marathon and Ascent. Registration for the Ascent is set to start at $175, while the Marathon starts at $200. More information about the marathon and other races can be found on the website at pikespeakmarathon.org. That's P-I-K-E-S-P-E-A-K-M-A-R-A-T-H-O-N dot O-R-G. The next article is entitled, CU Boulder Students Collecting Feedback from residents of Cripple Creek on recreation as tourism attraction, written by Pat Hill. In a city with a growth spurt of building and an optimistic outlook by the casino industry, outdoor recreation in Cripple Creek becomes a vital piece of the overall picture. We're looking at what we can do for outdoor recreation, parks and trails in our area said Jeff Mosher, the city's special projects manager. Mosher and Connie Dodrill, executive director of Parks and Recreation, lead a project to update the city's master plan for enhancing outdoor opportunities, but they need help. To get things going, four students from the Masters of the Environment program at the University of Colorado at Boulder are identifying needs and collecting feedback. In a recent Zoom meeting with residents, business owners, and officials, the students picked up tips about what's already there and what's needed. The ideas proposed are based on the theme of what recreation means to Cripple Creek. However, Mosher interjected a reality check on the dream session. The pandemic hit us very hard, Mosher said. There's no money for trails. But with tourism as capitalization venture, in addition to improving health and wellness being, sorry, in addition to improving health and well-being, tourism in the end 
could be a funding mechanism with strategies and an action plan for recreation developed by the students. The goal is to revitalize Main Street, Bennett Avenue, with emphasis on the City Hall Pocket Park, for instance, on Bennett Avenue, the Zoom participants offered a panoply of ideas. Among the ideas proposed for the park are a decent sound system, public restrooms, and easy access to parking. One participant hoped that Bronco Billy's, when completed, would allow parking for visitors. The park in the center of downtown already attracts visitors who come to view the mural on two walls. Painted by Joe Harris, a lifelong Cripple Creek resident, the mural is a history with figures that form the past, some looking out from the windows of a passenger train. As well, the mural features the area's wildlife. A participant suggested having a QR linking a sorry, a participant suggested having a QR code linking a recording of Harris telling the story of the characters in the mural. Some wanted more activities for kids, while others highlighted the city's outdoor gems, such as Mountain View Adventure Park with its trails, dog park, and picnic area, as well as the American Discovery Trail runs right through the city starting on property that belongs to Newmont Mining Corp and continues north. I can already tell that the steering committee is a group of individuals with diverse backgrounds and experiences, said Kenny Pryor, one of the students and Zoom host. Pryor scheduled the second Zoom or in-person meeting for February 27. After the two meetings, the CU Boulder students have scheduled in-person community workshops, March 22 and 23 in Cripple Creek. Their final report is scheduled for release May 5. There is no charge to the city for the project. The report and the plan can be used to support state and federal grant opportunities. The next article is entitled, Goodbye and Thank You, from the editor, Michelle Karras. In this week's paper, you'll find the annual Teller County Guide, a magazine supplement to The Courier in which we share stories that we hope will delight visitors to the area as well as permanent residents. It's one of several special sections I proudly help come to fruition over the past four years in my time as editor of the Pikes Peak Courier. Another of those annual special sections, our popular Best of Teller magazine, is coming soon in June. It's where we publish the results of the annual Best of Teller contest, in which readers vote for their favorite people and places. This fun contest soon kicks off with a voting period that spans the month of April. Look for details in upcoming Courier editions and at bestofteller.com, which will soon be updated with this year's nominees. 
There will be a new editor putting that magazine together. My time in this role is in its last days as I write this, my final column. This week I start a new job in the nonprofit sector, and a fresh face will be taking over as editor of The Courier. After 24 years in journalism, I'm headed down a new career path. I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know the communities and residents of Teller County and Ute Pass since taking over as Courier Editor in June 2019. It was a rare week that I didn't receive at least one letter to the editor or request to publish a guest opinion column. Most weeks your letters filled up my email box to overflowing. This shows how much the people of Woodland Park, Cripple Creek, Florissant, Divide, Victor, Green Mountain Falls care about where you live and work. It's been my privilege to help share your stories here. So long and a heartfelt thank you. Our next article is entitled Red Butte Trails provide a novel exploration of Green Mountain Falls East Side. Take a hike, written by Joe Lafleur. The recently developed Red Butte Recreation Area is a project of the Green Mountain Falls Foundation, LLC. A relatively short but well-developed trail provides hikers a novel chance to explore the east side of Green Mountain Falls since other trails in town all traverse the town's west side. From the south end of Gazebo Park Lake in the town of Green Mountain Falls, drive east from Ute Pass Avenue for about 50 yards over Fountain Creek to El Paso Avenue. Park in the Red Butte Recreation Area parking lot on the east side of El Paso Avenue. Begin the hike by walking about 50 yards northward on El Paso Avenue to the Turrell Trailhead. Head eastward up an old road where the route alternates from road to roadside trail. Lanterns are dispersed along the trail for nighttime excursions to the Green Mountain Falls skyscape created by artist James Turrell. After about a quarter of a mile at an intersection with the Upper Turrell Skyspace Trail, bear left on the Pittman Trail. Follow some tight switchbacks up past the Skyspace to an elevated perspective of the sleepy little hamlet of Green Mountain Falls. The trail swings northward and after about another quarter of a mile hits a four-way intersection. Bear left on the Pittman Trail along the western side of the Butte, where views open up of Mount Dewey to the north and the infamous long steep ridge west of Green Mountain Falls, home to well-known trails like Catamount and Crystal that climb up and over the ridge. After about another quarter of a mile, Reach three wooden posts and be sure to cut sharp right to start switchbacking down the east side of the butte where the view abruptly transforms to a vista of noisy Highway 24. 
after about 100 yards, connect to an intersection with the Kegwin cutoff, cut left and continue switchbacking downward, then swing northward. After about another quarter of a mile, the trail ends at the west trailhead, which actually lies more to the north of the Turl trailhead. Retrace the route back to the Red Butte parking area. Joe Lafleur has lived in Woodland Park since 2016 and is a hiking enthusiast that hits the trails weekly. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Career. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.